We are creating a platform for those who are curious, one that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is the Working Artist Project. Hey guys, welcome back to the Working Artist Project. Today I have two very special guests, Allison Magistrali and Uni Mojica, who are two very intelligent, strong women who also have their own podcast entitled We Got This or Do We? Today we focused on a myriad of topics. And among those topics, we talked about Kanye West. We talked about women's rights, strength, trust. We also got into a very sensitive subject, the challenges that women face in today's world of the arts, because there's no HR department to go to if there's an incidence of sexual harassment or or any abuse that occurs against many women in America today. From there, we found our way to the topic of relationships and identity. And this is a hot button topic for many of us because many times in relationships, we, we lose ourselves or we assume someone else's identity. And we, we kind of got deep into that. Anyhow, I feel like today's show is pretty amazing and I have a feeling that you guys are going to love it. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Today on the Working Artist Project, I have two very incredible women, Yuni Mojica. Hi. <laughs> and Allison Magistrali. Hello. And we are here today to tell you all their secrets. <laughs> but before we start, I do want my audience to kind of get to know both of you guys. So if you can just give us a short version of your entire life. My name is Ali Magistrali. It rhymes. I work at Jazz at Lincoln Center, and that's how I met these two awesome people that I'm looking at. Actually, not Uni. Uni and I have known each other for much longer, and we have a podcast together called We Got This or Dewey. I grew up in Northwest Connecticut. I grew up running and doing musical theater, and it's interesting that those two things are still in my life in some way. Um, I have three sisters. And we're all really close. And I love to eat food. I'm a vegetarian and I love to cook. And I work in education at Jazz at Lincoln Center. I coach runners on the side. I feel like I'm just listing things now. That wasn't really put together. It's but. okay. Hashtag she's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yeah. all the things. All the things. Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Uni Mojica. I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, by way of my parents, they grew up mostly in New York City, and my mother grew up in Dominican Republic, and my father right here in Manhattan. Um, I identify myself as a jazz musician and arts administrator. Um, I also, like Ali, work at Jazz Lincoln Center. I work in the concerts and touring department. Um I've been playing alto saxophone for, well, since I'm 30 now, and I started when I was in high school. I stopped counting, so I can't give you a number right now. <laughs> <laughs> a long time. Yeah. A long time, baby. Um, I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican, and I identify myself as Afro-Latina, and I'm very in touch with my roots in Hispanic culture and also African-American culture as well which has affected my music and, yeah, my passion in jazz as well. 
so I want to connect y'all to the music. So you play saxophone, uni. Mm-hmm. They can't see you. And uh, you are, I didn't even know this about you, but you, you're a singer. Yeah, I don't and, sing except for in the shower now okay. or by myself. You gave it up, which is which is a vibe too. I gave it up for now. I definitely, I know that at some point it's going to be back in my life, whether I join a choir or I think I went from thinking that I wanted to perform for a living to realizing I didn't. And mm-hmm. that was a hard transition and realization for me. Right. So <clears throat> I know that it will be back in my life. And all my sisters sing they don't do it professionally, but okay. we're all very musical. And uh, my dad grew up, I grew up, he played guitar and sang to us as we went to bed. And so that has influenced a lot of my musical styles. But Oh, cool. It will be in my life at some point. But yeah, I grew up doing musical theater. Yeah. All right. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. What? I'm not judging. Why are you looking at me like that? I mean. Musical theater is cool. Because jazz a- has a tendency to judge. Ah, I'm not like those guys. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. They do. Yeah. And so you and, and so yeah. you, you play saxophone, and are you still doing it? or what's, what's Yeah, I'm, I'm still doing it. I don't gig as much as I used to when I was doing part-time work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've definitely had a few gigs in the past couple months, and there's some things coming up in the future, so... Yeah. Uni just played with an all-women's big band on the Jazz at Lincoln Center stage, which I think was the oh. first time. The Mary Lou Williams. Was it the first time ever? On Ro- in Rose? In Rose yeah, Theater, all-women's big band. Oh, yeah. And we had an all-women's student, all-girls student group open for them. So Yeah, I don't know, man. It's interesting when, when you transition careers, like from when, when you think that you're going to be a professional performer and then you, you're not mm-hmm. doing it full-time. That must be... I, I don't it messes know. Messes with your head a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like it how hurts do you, your heart a little bit. Yeah. Like if you had to give people advice, like who went to college for music and then decided after school, like okay, I'm not gonna do this full time, but I'm gonna stay connected to the music like you guys have. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say helped you transition? For for me, um, it was being okay, coming to terms with that. It's not an it's not an issue. It's not a problem because. I, like I kind of suggested earlier, like j- the jazz community has a tendency to judge. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of those reservations and thoughts in my head. And I also saw how jazz musicians spoke to people that don't perform. Because that's a thing, too. Like, there's not a lot of respect there. And I didn't want to lose that respect. Mm-hmm. So that was a big thing. And when I came to terms with that and... Like, no, I made my own relationships with people and I'm going to trust myself and be happy within myself. Yeah. So that's really what helped me. So you you noticed people were just like disrespecting people who don't perform. Yeah. Really? Judge like, oh, you know what you're talking about. You don't know the music. So. I mean, I even feel that way. Like I have just gotten to the point where I feel confident when I get asked all the time, well, what do you play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the and first I say thing nothing, people say. And I used to feel like a big thing about it. Mm-hmm. At, at jazz. Yeah. Huh. Or just like or just being, being out, out checking out music. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because um, I worked for, like Uni said, we met um, at a jazz camp and a jazz festival in Connecticut, uh, Litchfield Jazz Camp and Jazz Fest. And so I did arts administration in college, and so they really emphasized internships. And so after my freshman year, I was like, I'm going to get an internship. I'm going to live at home. And luckily, there was this jazz festival. And I was always a big music fan, but I had never worked in jazz before. And although it was a magical 
first summer for me working in jazz. I mean, there's just, I feel like jazz people and jazz players are so passionate and to be around people that are that passionate about something, you, it makes you feel something. And then also it was my first experience in event planning and I love that intensity about it. So I kind of fell in love with the atmosphere and the good vibes and the people. But for me as a performer, I felt judged. I felt really intimidated by these musicians that knew the theory, but then also (laughs) could improvise. Like I was a classically trained musician. I was like, my nose was in the the music. Right, right, for sure. Um, So I think it didn't help my confidence in that way, but I also really liked the planning, the arts admin side of it. So you create jobs for these motherfuckers. Yeah, so yeah. Like, sometimes a- I think when when jazz musicians do show disrespect to people that are working on the administrative side, it hurts them. Oh, one hundred percent, a lot. Well, they don't really understand the long game of it. You know, just like, I just want to play at X Y Z club or whatever. Right. And then once I do that, I made it. You know, I made my hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like that ain't on. it. Yeah, that ain't <laughs> it. Baby. You can't feed your kids on that. If you got kids, we get to that, that age. You yeah. Know? But uh, cool, yeah. Those are really good points. So I hope hope y'all listening out there and uh, respect the admin dog because it's real serious. Out here. And the people that that don't like the listeners that don't play. I think. Oh yeah. We have to yeah. change that. I think people. I've had a friend say to me like, "Oh, no one listens to jazz. No one cares or understands about jazz." But I think sometimes it can be unapproachable. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking to players of jazz, and not everyone's like this. I know, you know, people that musicians that will talk to a fan that don't play and they're just really grateful that yeah, they're of course. fans but sometimes that's not the case and yeah. you feel badly for not knowing so we got to make this music more accessible mm-hmm. yeah i think a couple things happens and, and you can you guys can tell me so jazz musicians got this thing with miles davis you know where he was like disrespectful to the audience and like yeah. turn his back and shit all this which is complete bullshit and also jazz musicians generally are just really bad at talking to people, <laughs> you know, some, it's just like some social have great skills. charisma. Some, some do, but, but the majority don't. of them, <laughs> social. Yeah, skills. it's just like yo, if someone paid money to come see you, you should go talk to them yeah. after and be like, man, you know what? Thank you for giving me your twenty dollars. Like, yeah. you know, because like, now, who raised you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> because then you connect with them and they want to come back yeah. to see you play. You know, exactly. and you know, cause especially because you're you're not performing. You know, and if you go to a show and someone snubs you and just walks by you. And bumps right. you and makes you spiritual. that leaves a feeling yeah, yeah. I'm like i don't want to support you right yeah but on the other side it can be hard to talk to people after because you just gave them your entire you gave them life. everything like, yeah. yeah that's the other side <laughs> so it's like and oh. you're floating up here somewhere and you gotta right. you gotta come, come down. Back down yeah i know i hate to talk right. to people in between sets mm. like i want to talk to you after because it's like i need to like recharge, get back to yeah mm-hmm. charge the batteries do the thing and then after like yeah let's hang you know yeah. so I don't know. But yeah, you're right. Also, some like stop playing music people don't like. Like, you know. <laughs> like, What do you mean by that, What does Darren? that even mean? Like, you ever been to a show? Like, okay, for instance, if you go see Janelle Monae. Yeah. Uh, Janelle Monae's uh, entire band, they having a good time. Yeah. They smile and they, I've never you know, seen her live. You've seen her live? Yeah, of course. You should go see her. Or, or anybody. Like, have you seen Jill Scott? Yes. No, okay. Not live. Yeah. So, like. Right? You see Jill Scott, you're just like, uh like you yeah. want to hang out with Jill Scott yeah. and everybody on the stage. You go see a jazz musician, they come and they all 
frumpy and they are <laughs> upset and shit. No one's smiling. Dark, disgruntled. Yeah, everyone's like counting hard and shit. Like no one cares about you that. You feel sad. Well, I actually kind of connect with with those with oh, those people oh, sometimes. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. It's dark- called the blues, Darian. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to hear the pain. You want to hear the pain? Not and every fucking song, no? Shit, no, man. not every like, song. And not like, every song has to be epic. I, right. I understand that. It's like, don't wear me out, man. Like, yeah. You know, take your time. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. You agree? No, I, I definitely All right. agree. All right, cool. I definitely agree. All right, so we're going to get into some real shit now. I want to... <laughs> Not this jazz shit. Not this jazz. Not jazz, this isn't, jazz. jazz isn't actually important. Jazz is dead. Just, no, right. I'm just kidding. Let's I'm joking. I'm joking. It was a joke. It's not dead. I pay my rent I agree. It's not everyone. dead. But, uh, pay my rent with jazz. Yeah. <laughs> just a joke. I don't believe that. All right. Let's get into the real stuff. I want to talk yes. about women's rights. Yes, and, we like, do. What, hey. Like, if you had to explain to, to an alien what was happening today in the world of a woman as far as the rights go what would you how would you explain that from the beginning um, <laughs> like if this alien what's is, going, is right coming, now what's coming going from on Mars, right now she's going to be a woman in america oh shit well how does one survive you got a you got a long way to go <laughs> i guess we all as a culture we have a long way to go yeah but we've we've few. come pretty far i think but there's For definitely sure, a lot of work parents because just the fact that people are having conversations the These conversation conversations is, right is now. it's a popular conversation. It's a popular topic, so that's really good. But what would we tell an, a female alien? <laughs> she's she's got technology. She's gonna be a woman in America now. Know yourself. <laughs> surround yourself with good people. Good people, strong. She women. doesn't know anyone. Get I'll to be know the, I'll somebody. Be okay, right. <laughs> know yourself. Um, no, be confident. Be confident. Be in confident. Yourself. Don't be timid. Um, ask questions. Be curious. Question. Come to your own conclusions. I was just thinking because you, you guys are saying these things, which I believe are all true. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have five sisters, so We're it's being good. vague. I, I, know. Ho- I hope they you get it. No, I get it because you know I hope yeah. they do all of these things. And but at the same time, right. it sometimes seems like our culture is like has this like. Something against women, we're constantly attacking women. Like, you know, it's like reproductive mm-hmm. rights. Mm-hmm. We're not paying women the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? It's like no one these, respects women, really. These simple things that you think, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's kind of like... <laughs> we, I don't get that. A few of us understand what's happening, but like, what, what do you guys think the real solutions are to these problems? Changing the mentality the, people want- of the people that are treating women... Like shit. They need to. They truly believe that we're not equal. Mm. Um. So, like, the people that need to listen to this podcast that believe that women are not equal to men are probably not listening. Mm. But they have to be curious, and they have to want everyone to be on an equal playing field. Men, women. They are. I don't know. I feel like men have to question how they're approaching women altogether in general Mm -hmm. because the fact that, I don't know, say you have a, you're a man and you have a coworker or a friend, a female friend that you've been friends with for years and you may not know that you've said or done certain things to make her feel uncomfortable or you made, made her feel disrespected or even your previous relationships with your exes. 
the men have to kind of question how they've been acting lately. And if you're not comfortable with questioning that or you don't want to question that, that's I think that's where the problem is. Does that make sense? Am I no, talking that makes, in circles? No, 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 that makes sense. So, so you're saying <laughs> basically sense. if you're a man and I'm a man, every day you should wake up and say, like, did did I treat X, Y, this person terribly? Like, you know, when I said whatever, did this offend this person, you know? Right. Because was it not only that, like was it was it right or was it fair? Mm-hmm. Or was it even? Or was I only talking to this woman in in a certain way? And would I not do the same for a man? Like give me an example. Th- this uh, I don't know if I'm comfortable saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyways. So a friend of mine had reached out to a female musician to he was interested in having her in a band. Okay. Um, he reached out through um, Instagram okay. and said, oh, I want to hear you play. Where can I find you play? And apparently she was like, oh, in Brooklyn. And he's like, oh, I, I don't go to Brooklyn um, anywhere else. And, and can you send me, and I think he said, can you send me video or audio? And she was like, I don't think she sent him anything. But he had then said that he wanted to, Hook up a jam session. Okay. And he asked her for her number. Then she said, what for? Okay. And he was like, he didn't respond at all. Okay. And he said, fuck it, I'm not going to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And okay, I don't even know if this is a good example, but this story popped into my head. Okay. Because no, of go, this. go for it. <laughs> then well, didn't he, he didn't. He wasn't clear about why he wanted her number, though, right? Like, he hadn't said to her, I want to set up a jam session. He just asked for the number. He said or, that he asked for the number. Right, before he... I mean, no, he said that he wanted to set up a, a session. Okay. But the fact that he just cut off... Communication after that. After that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what if a man said that to you? Right. It's what? like that. It's the whole interaction just between woman to man that's... Right. I think sometimes men don't like in this situation, like maybe he didn't take into account like, hey, maybe this woman has been harassed before. Maybe she doesn't want to go into a dark, weird room with you and she doesn't know who else is going to be there, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. She doesn't know you that well. So sometimes we as men need to be like, all right, wait. Right. How is this, this woman right? How is she going to feel? This, perceiving this. And I'm saying this because I recently had a similar situation and I set up a jam session with with one woman and mm-hmm. two other dudes and me. And, you know, and I sent her the exact same message I sent the other guys. It was like, jam session this time. It's, it was in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, the jam session's at four o'clock, whatever, meet me there. And I didn't even think, she was like, wait, who's going to be there? And I was like, oh, yeah, like these other two dudes. Like, I didn't even right. think to be like, oh, because I didn't tell them who was going to be there. And so I was like, oh, I need to tell her because her and I, we've never hung out before. We saw each other at right. smalls or something, but- you know, and I was just like, let's play. She's like, yeah, let's play. You know, so it was Gotta on provide me. provide more details. Yeah, to make sure she felt safe comfortable. Yeah. and right. comfortable and everything. Right. And, you know, she came and it was right. cool. Everything was cool. We played music. Exactly. And I'm not fine. not to say that it wasn't going to be cool, but this is the type of mentality that needs to change. And men need to understand the things that women have gone through and continue to go through and, and the fact that we have to protect ourselves. And, yeah. and that's why... 
you know, we have to ask certain questions or she right. said, I want more details or something because right, we're thinking about 10 other things yeah. that you trying to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's because like, what's wrong with protecting yourself? Like now she missed out on, like maybe she didn't miss out on an opportunity, but maybe she did. Yeah. But right. Yeah. Probably Just, wasn't one she would have wanted if right. it was going to be a situation like right. that. Right. But maybe she, like, you never know, like in these situations, I think sometimes women may feel like, He's hitting on me. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know. It's like, wait, is he trying to, what's, you know, what's yeah, happening? Exactly. You know. I've been in those situations before where you're not sure. And then I'll ask a few friends and they're like, I'm like, I don't want to assume. And they're like, oh no, this is clearly what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then I'm put in a position where I don't want to make it awkward, but I don't want to hang out with this person because I don't want to be giving the wrong vibes. The wrong vibes mm-hmm. And then have to be put in a position where I have to say, no, I don't want this. Like, I'd rather just not do it. And even if it's a person that I'm like, oh, they're cool. I want to hang out with them, but I don't want to be put in that awkward situation. So I'm just mm-hmm. not going to yeah. hang out with this person. That's the interesting thing for me sometimes, because I think sometimes the woman has the power and tell me if I'm wrong to just be like, nah, I'm good, bro. Just to come straight out at the beginning and tell the, the dude what's happening and what's not happening so that it doesn't get into a weird zone. And then everyone knows like, let's not be like, hey, I'm trying to date you or we're trying to hang. Like, let's just, at the beginning. That wouldn't make you feel weird? No. It's just like, now we all know. Like, yeah. even if I'm trying to date you and you're like, hey, dude, I'm not really trying to date you. Then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Then I can, I might not want to hang out with you anymore. But right. like, at the same time, we're not hanging out and I'm trying we're to clear. kiss you. And you're like, ugh. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I think the other side of that, that from thing. a woman's perspective um, women don't want like have the fear that men's egos are way bigger, and they feel like, oh, if I want to keep this a platonic or professional situation, if I say that, I'm gonna lose out on a whole opportunity and working with this person. I, yeah, but then, like, what's the answer? Then it's just like, all right, I just I'm just gonna let him touch my booty just one time, so I can, you know, like. <laughs> We can't do that. No, I'm not saying that that's the answer. <laughs> I think we... we um, I'm just telling you perspective. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think that a... <laughs> Uni's having a moment. No, that's funny. <laughs> I think that kind of a bigger thing, and tell me how you guys think about that, what you feel about this, is with the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. that's a hot word, mm-hmm. hot words right now, Um it hasn't necessarily hit jazz in a big way. I don't know if that's because it's not as mainstream as TV and movies and comedy, but yeah. I don't understand if someone is a sexual predator mm-hmm. and it is a known thing, why is it that because they're a good player, it's okay to still hire them and give them work and support them? It is not. It's not, it's but not. it's it's happening. It I see it all the time, it all, and it makes and um, it's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's frustrating to be in an industry that sometimes you see people and you're like, "Why do I even have to look at this person?" Right. I was just having this conversation last night with a female friend of mine, and she, you know, she had an experience with the musician who basically is a sexual harasser. You know yeah. what I mean? He's just a mm-hmm. terrible Notorious person. Notorious predator. Yeah. yeah. And she was saying bad like everyone person. That's knows a bad person. He's a bad person. And everyone knows about it. Yeah. 
and people still hire him, like you're saying. And I was like, well, what do you think the answer is? And, and she was like, well, a lot of women have to come forward because one woman is afraid to come forward because right. she might lose her, her career. Blah, right. blah, blah. It's too many ramifications for her just coming out and say, hey, you know what? This guy did X, Y, Z to me. It's right. terrible. And, and maybe no one cares. And they're like, okay, and I'm not going to hire you, but I'm still going to hire this guy. Well, I think fear is a big part of it. And I wonder for kind of the big names that have mm -hmm. come out, I wonder how that happened. Like if it was one woman who finally got the courage to say something and then all others followed suit, or if they talked to each other and said, okay, like, yes. let's do this. Yeah. I think that's... You need to feel supported behind it. Unfortunately, in America, one voice isn't enough when it no. comes to... to uh to rape or any any kind of serious allegations because it's a it's also a serious allegation mm -hmm. it is so yeah. i personally there have been some things that maybe have been sexual harassment happened to me but i've never been physically assaulted right. but i've heard this person this and like i'm pretty confident that there's truth behind these things but i feel like if i personally haven't experienced that i can't go out and be crying wolf mm. If right. I don't for sure know, you know, it's a, right. it's a tricky thing. But I think the solution is that the people in power need to care, need to give a shit, and need to change the culture. Right. Well, it's like a good old boy culture, you know? Yeah. The jazz community? The other, yeah. I, I mean, think. Well, American, American culture. American culture, mm -hmm. yeah. yes. I mean, obviously, look at our president, you know? Yeah. So it's like no one, no one actually, it seems like no one cares. People are well, willing to. Well, our president to, for sure doesn't care. Yeah. People are willing to look the other our way. Our president is a. Well, he's a white man. So that's. And he's a sexual predator. Right. He harasses women. And basically, if unless you're a white male, he believes that you are lesser than. Right. Yeah. Whether you're a woman. How or is that the minority? president of the United States? I'm, we'll get off that. <laughs> I know a lot of people are feeling that way, but yeah, anyway. it's it's uh, this subject is is deep because I'm having this conversation in my normal life. You know, that's so great. Yeah. And it's thank just you, like, thank you for having that conversation. Yeah, because you know, when you have female friends and you know, they're like, "Oh yeah, like this dude does," you just like. Pfft. Like what? Your like, brain explodes, but yeah. for us, it's like welcome to the party. Okay, right. yeah, we've been here. You just getting here. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. And she also mentioned that because I asked her if she would come on the show and you know talk about it, but she's like, she's kind of afraid to talk about it, and maybe other women are kind of afraid to be like, look, this happens. Like you know, like sexual harassment happens in our community. We don't have an HR department. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> the office is the clubs. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and, and it's and it, I then mean, it gets... even if you have an HR department, exactly. So yeah. it so. can be. It's a tough it's situation. To, I yeah. think we're all trying to figure out how to navigate it, even yeah. HR departments. So it must. The answer must lie in education because you have mm -hmm. to educate young men from an early age uh, totally like, you know like okay dude you can't yeah. do this you can't because even in man culture you know like we we have a culture that just machismo. like women yeah it's like yeah, yeah man you see that girl she might blah, yeah blah, look blah, at that right. Right. Yeah. Culture. <laughs> it's yeah. a part of our culture well, i mean sometimes women are like yo you see that maybe it's human nature you know <laughs> yeah but the thing is men, men are, are more abrasive about it i maybe yeah yeah sometimes i'm i mean Absolutely. Not all the time, but I'm not I'm saying that in state. itself is a bad thing. I think it's bad when you start to touch people or when you start to 
put people in situations where they don't feel comfortable removing right. themselves. Right. You know? And you take their power away. Right, you, when you take right. their power away. And it's, even if it wasn't your intention, it's still not okay. Like, ignorance, just because you're ignorant about it mm-hmm. happening doesn't make it okay. Right. No. And I think that's something that's hard for men to wrap their brains around. It's like, okay, I know that might not have been your intention. It's like the backhanded apology. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry for making you feel this way. It's like, to me, and I have pretty strong feelings about this and not everyone will agree, but I think a real apology is when you really sympathize and empathize and say, okay, this person is coming to me. They're being vulnerable and sharing their feelings. And even though it wasn't my intention, I still made this person feel this way. Mm-hmm. And that's really shitty. Yeah. And I am truly sorry for that, that mm-hmm. I did that. That's hard for anyone to yeah, of course. kind of be humble and put themselves in that position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough, y'all. I don't know. But Uni's got all the answers. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> With that laugh. I have no answers. No answers. No. It's rough out here. You know, <laughs> HR department in the club. And uh, basically, I think what you got to do is, if you're a young man, you listen to this, keep your hands to yourself. And no always means no. No means Absolutely. no. Ab- yeah. No means no. Period. No means no. Even when she's like, no, and I meant yes, it's like, nah, right. stop. No. Like, leave. <laughs> I'm going. You said no, I'm out of here. Okay, exactly. cool. And uh, that works. Keep pushing. Yeah, it's been working. And even you know, it can be confusing if a woman is saying no, but her body language is saying something else. Like she still said no. Mm -hmm. Like, and even if her body is saying something else, you remove yourself from that situation. Right. Right. That's hard. I know that's hard when, uh, Mm -hmm. if you're getting flirty and hot and heavy. Right. Yeah. You're not thinking with your brain. Yeah. You know, the other thing yeah. that I've noticed from, from dudes, and we'll move on after this, is like, why do we be touching women all the time? You know, uh, and I, and this Keep is, your hands to yourself. This is how I know because- I can't stand. I'm sorry. Like, when I see, if I know you, but I don't really know you, right. it doesn't mean you kiss me on the cheek. It doesn't mean you hug me. Sometimes I don't want to hug. Let's just dap. Right. Um, you know, pound, whatever. And also the handshake. handshake. Like I've been in situations where all the guys shake hands and they like don't know what to do with the girl, with the woman. Oh, I shake everybody's hand. For, like if right. I don't, I like, I just try to shake hands first. Right. Because, or I just don't touch you because it's like, yo, maybe you don't want to be touched today. You know, some days I don't want to be touched. Like, yeah. but yo, what's happening? Like, you know, <laughs> because. Pick up the vibe. Uh, Pick up but the, the body kiss language. on the cheek, that drives me crazy. Yeah, I can't stand weird. that. That's nasty. Yeah. But Please women, stop that. women get funny when you try not, when you don't hug them though. Like, I've noticed that when I'm just, oh yeah, what's up? Like, dap them and they're like, oh, you, then they, they, you well, know. Well, it depends on the relationship. If you, are you, is this your friend that no, they No, they'll just be like, oh, I'm a hugger. And I'm like, oh, okay, oh, cool. Is it like, like the older, older No, it's women? all ages. It's all ages? Yeah, all ages. Like, So, like, that's my thing now. I don't hug nobody. Like, I don't, I, you're going to have to hug me. I'm just like, Yo. Yeah, I guess let like, them come to you that. if they want to be a, if you're a hugger, then you yeah. let it be known. It's just like, yo, I'm not, you know, you do you, I'm going to do me, and it's all good. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, it's too much going on out here, dog, yeah. like, you know. Keep it PC for that one. Yeah, we're getting into uh, this section of this podcast that I like to call the word game. I know, it's a very creative name. And basically what happens is I say a word and then you guys will take turns telling a story for each word. Or you can take turns on every other word or however you want to do it. This is hard. Strength. Freaking out. A big big lesson that I learned um, once 
Donald Trump was elected, there was a running movement called Run for All Women that was started by the founder, her name's Allison, the founder of Harlem Runs, and she and a group of three other women, and they were joined by different groups along the way, ran from Harlem all the way to D.C. for the first Women's March. And I was injured at the time and not running, and I remember being like, oh, I want to join that, and I didn't realize, they broke up. It was a relay, like I think it was four mile segments and I was following them on social media and just all amped up about it. And because I felt when, when all of that was happening, I was like, I want my voice to be heard. Like, how can I help? How can I help us feel, us being women, feel strong and have strength? Mm-hmm. in what's going on around us mm-hmm. and we're enraged and how what can I put my energy toward and that mm-hmm. was just so inspiring and so I went to this panel afterwards when they got back just kind of a recap and and the, it started a an organization it's still run for all women oh, wow. and they have started different groups across the country that uses running as a platform for social justice mm-hmm. which I think is just incredible and the lesson kind of the takeaway that I got from that night was you are stronger than you know Mm. and you are capable of more than you realize. And that's something that has really stuck with me and stayed with me. And I use it in my training. Mm -hmm. Um, When I'm running marathons, you are stronger than you know. You are stronger than you know. You are capable more more than you realize. But also a lot of the running mantras that I use can be used in your life too. So that's my strength story. You are stronger than you know. I dig it. That's a good one. Oh, God. I have to you do follow the next, that. Do the next word. Do the next word. Fuck. <laughs> you might want to edit that it out. It came to yeah. me. Sorry. Oh, you want me to edit my podcast? No, no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So the next one is for Uni. You're stronger than you know, Uni. You are stronger than mm-hmm. you know. I'm a strong man. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Do you want to see my notes? <laughs> no, when I hear, well, first when I hear the word vulnerability, I think of performing and mm-hmm. just being on stage <clears throat> and the process that we went through to put on this podcast. Woo! Just being an artist in general, when you go perform and especially if it's your own music, mm-hmm. you're putting your entire feelings and soul for everyone to judge. And that's for our podcast. Yeah. We're putting absolutely, our feelings, yeah. our personal feelings about things out there. Oh my God. When yeah. we put that first episode on, like people when we, when that we work with came up to me, it's like, oh, I listened to your podcast. I'm like, oh, <laughs> butt clench, butt clench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh damn. Yeah. I still feel vulnerable about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. It is good. Yeah. yeah. I think it's necessary. Yeah. I think. I think if I had some advice for podcasting, is to just be your as honest as you can, mm-hmm. and then uh, we're trying. Yeah, and then it don't matter. It's like you say what you yeah. said, and this is what, how right. I feel about it. Fight me. Yeah, and <laughs> it's, it's yeah, but it's, it's hard. the art of not giving a fuck. Exactly, yeah. I was just gonna say it's hard to not right. give a shit about what yeah. other people think. Exactly, I'm working on that. Yeah. Because you're building a little cult, like those people that yeah. listen to you every week. Like, what are they gonna say? Right. Oh. And we have something yeah. to say. Yeah. Yep. Someone said to me, like, it, you know, because I was talking about, I feel like, oh, my gosh, like, what are we doing? You know, mm-hmm. what even gives us the right to be able to do this? And they said, because you feel that you have something to say mm-hmm. and something to share. And that's it. That's all you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Trust. Trust. 
I thought trust begins with you. That seems to be a common theme with our podcast and what we talk about is like you have to know yourself. So to trust other people, you have to trust yourself. You have to know yourself to be able to put trust into other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And friendships. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And relationships, mm-hmm. obviously. I was just going to say, that's a good point. Because when I got divorced, you know, mm-hmm. like I had to you learn. You were married? Yeah, used to be. <laughs> and so, <laughs> shock. Oh, my who job is you? Oh, no. no, like, <laughs> oh, really? That's, what you, that's the vibe I gave? I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> the eyes but, got big. You no, know, I was like, but, oh, you were married? Uh, used yeah. to be, yeah. So, wow. you know, it's like you have to learn to trust yourself. First, you have to forgive yourself and be like, all right, you know, whatever happened, happened, whatever. And then you have to be like, now I have to re-trust myself. How did you do that? I feel like Therapy that was, a- yeah. was like a big part of that. And like, Me too. And yep. I think it's just like have an ongoing- Have we all been to therapy? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yes. Therapy, I go every therapy week. is where it's at. See? Yeah. You go every week? You said therapy. No, therapy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See? Editing. No, you're not. Editing. Oh, I didn't know if you <laughs> meant to say. You call it therapy. No, I didn't mean to say that, but oh. she called me. Like, I was gonna <laughs> let it slide by. Thank you, Uni. I'm, and try, I'm trying to promote me. raw podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Think therapy. It is say therapy. Yeah, so, like, therapy what help? Like, I, I mean, every what day tools it was. Did you? It was just a matter of me being like, okay, dude, you have to trust yourself first. Before you can trust another person, and then you get in a relationship, you're just like, Ugh, "I'm gonna like let somebody fuck me up again." I like, know. Oh, I know. Uh, That's what I'm dealing with right now. Like, uh, I don't want to be in a relationship, like, right? Because then I got to do all that mm-hmm. back and forth all over again, and emotions, the and emotions. Yeah, man. That's for the, the birds right now. Feel yeah, like I'm not ready for that. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. The feelings. All oh. the feelings. All of oh, them. Gross. Yeah, you feel all of them every yeah. day. You know, relationships are funny. Let's talk about it. Oh boy, <laughs> that's my favorite oh. topic. Though. Oh, okay, it really is. When you it comes can down talk to about it. this, I wrote down to talk about relationships and identity because mm. I think sometimes in relationships, I've noticed that you can lose your own identity. Oh yeah, yeah, because I you, definitely my, did. Well, yeah. Both of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and sometimes even with my ex wife, like I would feel like she would latch on to the things that I loved and liked. And I would just be like, well, who are you? Like, what are you, mm. what are you loving? Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. you should do those things because when I'm really passionate about this, I'm going to do this no matter what, you know? And then I lost some of myself trying to just be with her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, I'm going to do this because yeah, I need to do this to be with this person versus just like, yo, I need to just be me mm-hmm. and then like let the chips fall where they, where they may. Exactly. So like what, challenges have you guys dealt with like with relationship and identity for me i i did i didn't really like latch on to the things that they liked because we had such common interests it was more of like i lost my personality Mm. i lost like there was a lot of happiness and i felt like i was drained i was giving a lot i was kind of giving too much and wasn't getting anything back in return and when I find I didn't realize until I got out of it. And that's exhausting. Yeah. But then I also realized I had to go all the all the way through that so that it won't happen again. Yeah. Sometimes you, lessons you have to learn by Experience, doing it yeah. and being in it and mm-hmm. instead of somebody just telling you, oh, no, don't do this. Don't do yeah. that. Sometimes you have to experience it. I got this saying, I always say, you got to go through it to get to it. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> you know. That's a shorter way. Yeah. Yeah, that's catchier. 
That's that's Better. dope though. That's you dropping knowledge now, y'all. I'm gonna start charging y'all. <laughs> what? <laughs> what you think? Well, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that um, like people can take on those roles of like the person that's doing, and then there's the person that's the nurturer and the supporter, and like, what if they like? What if they're comfortable in that role? Like, what if that is what their if that's identity? Default? Is that like what a if, default setting? But yeah, but what if that is their identity? Like, right. I see a lot of like athletes, for example. You have the professional athlete. A lot of the very successful professional athletes, their partner, their romantic partner, is mm-hmm. also their like person that cooks for them and mm-hmm. does most of the childcare and like supports them through yeah. races or training. And I, a lot of them, like, how is that an equal relationship? But they like that's it. what works for them. If it actually works, it's fine. Yeah. But if it doesn't work, you're going to get to a point one day when you're just like, dude, I don't like doing this for you. And I'm only saying that because, like, I think at the end of my marriage, like, shit came out that I was just like, what? You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, I don't like you to do this. I don't like to do that. You're just like, wait. And what? you were married and Mind like, wow, yeah. yeah. And you're just like, wow, you, you didn't, didn't know that? No, I you thought know? you liked it. Right. But no, <laughs> obviously you didn't. That's so, so I But it has to be yeah. on that person too to, to say to it, to verbalize it. it. But, but I get you get in give, a pattern. You, well, you have to give a space for them to say it. And then you, the other person needs to be able to hear it. Because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you're in a relationship and people say things. Mm-hmm. And you don't actually hear it. You'd be like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really like that. And then you're like, yeah, okay, that yeah, that's cool. Oh, but mm-hmm. Yeah, go that wash the me. dishes. I know you don't like it. But just go <laughs> no. Like, you know, whatever it is. Well, my my ex, um, he wanted me to go to therapy. And I wanted to go to therapy, but also it's like finding the right therapist. And like, I wasn't making it a priority. And I was also like making our issues um, his issues. I was like, you got to go to therapy. You have to figure this out. Um, and in hindsight, I'm like, oh, wow. And it was things that I had known that I had wanted to work on about myself, but I had to be really ready. And that was mm-hmm. being on my own. And I totally lost my identity and yeah. was putting a lot of my happiness in his hands. For sure. And saying, you have to make me happy, which is like yeah, yeah. no, not how a relationship mm-hmm. works. You have to make yourself happy mm-hmm. yeah. before you can be happy in mm-hmm. a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think – if you're in a relationship and you're listening to this right now, then you need to realize that if there's ever a situation where one person needs to go to therapy, everyone needs to go. Mm. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's yeah. never go you. Go to it's, therapy. Yeah, it's everyone. like we need to yeah. go. Right. And then there's this, the stigma that therapy is only for crazy people. And I'm not crazy. Yeah. Like, no. Well, or actually, I, we're, everyone's crazy. Everyone's crazy. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. We, we all have crazy. our things. That's yeah. another big lesson I learned is like, we, we're all, we all have our crazy and yeah. you have to find a partner that your crazies work well together. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because I am hard to live with. I know that. I'll, I'll try to warn look. What's hey, hard? What's hard about Everything is, first of all, I wake up early than a motherfucker ready to play. Like, hey, wake up. <laughs> you oh, you're a morning is, person. Yeah. Which is different for a jazz musician. Which is different. I'm, yeah. I'm weird. And then also if I come home late from a gig, I'm like, hey. Like, <laughs> Wait, what do you I like? just play the drums. <laughs> like, are you awake? Like, <laughs> you want to talk to me? <laughs> I'm like I'm just I'm hard. You need your dog back. I need my dog back. Also, I'm, I'm very moody. Like I know that about myself. Like I'll just be in a vibe. I'm just like really? right now for five seconds. I am moody as fuck, mm. and then I'm cool. Like sometimes you just gotta check. be moody, and then yeah. you can move on from it. I'm, I'm like a little <laughs> child, y'all. Like I'll tell you, like the other day, I went to dinner with my girlfriend and her mom, and. And like we get to the restaurant, mom picked the restaurant, right? You know, I'm just like, okay, I'm a little annoyed, but whatever. We, mm-hmm. We're at this Italian place, and I'm trying to like not 
I'm trying to eat healthy food. Mm-hmm. So I decided there was nothing healthy on the menu. I'm immediately in a vibe. So I'm oh, like, you're mad. I'm like, oh, well, when it comes to food, <laughs> I get right. angry when it comes to food. Yeah. Though. But well, this is so I'm like mad inside myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I'm just trying not to let fall, it be fall. known. I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> and then like I'm like talking to myself, dude, relax. Read the menu. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they have salmon. And then I'm fine. Like, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just get a salad. Oh, yeah. Man. I'm like, I am so crazy. Like, this is the that's thing. That's being human. But we have to, but, but you have to know you. yourself. And good yeah. for you for talking yourself off a yeah. ledge. Self awareness yeah. is everything. Right. It's few, everything, just like networking. Right. <laughs> but like, I would say five years ago, when you know, when I was with my ex, then I would have just went crazy. I just would have been like, ah, oh, like you this, I can't eat this, bro. I would have threw mm. a fit because you like, would have caused a scene. Uh, maybe not a scene. Well, I would have been like with her. I would have been a little bitchy. Wow, it's good to know that I wasn't the only bitchy one. I was so bitchy. Really? Oh yeah. When? Yeah. What was it? And with my ex. She's um, like last week. I was a little bitchy last week. Last but. week. <laughs> Yesterday. Yesterday. I know I can get into my moods. I know, Allie. I think you're getting to know me in my in my moodiness. Well, you sometimes. for me too. I think that's why we work well off each other. It's like, okay. I'm like, okay, it's okay. And not to take it personally. Don't take it personally. It's like, oh, that's probably, that mood is probably not for me. There's something else going on. Mm -hmm. Don't take it personally. Exactly. And when you get to that level with your friend, Mm -hmm. it's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know me. Yeah. 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 That's this is good. I like this. You know, we're all crazy. Go to therapy. And you know, prioritize know, yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. know yourself, mm-hmm. and don't lose your identity. Yeah, figure out who you are first. Yeah, Before and have a partner that will hold you accountable to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Wait, somebody wanted me to ask y'all something. I'm just trying to figure. See somebody? I, yeah. The internet. <laughs> who? Internets. Corey Wallace told me to ask Uni something. Let me find it on my thing. Ah, that's right. So, <laughs> this is the internet question, and the internet wants to know: Was what, it through? Wait, was it through DMs? Was it? Yeah, through? yeah. So they DM me on Facebook. Uh-huh. It was all up in my DM. <laughs> Slay, slide. Do you have a group? DMs. Do you have a group that you say, "Hey, I'm having this guest"? Like, yeah, I got a little. I got a little focus group. Oh, oh we need a focus group. A little focus group. Like, yo, what y'all think? I should. I show them. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna ask these questions, and they, you know, and they like. That's like, really nice else? that you have. Nice. We just go. We just go out into the into the gram and say hi, everybody. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah, always too. work. Sometimes it doesn't. Some, work, I yeah. feel like a focus group would be. Yeah, get be you better. like thirty people, and then Whoa. you know, and then are they all? Is it in a group chat group of thirty chat. people? Yeah. That's not annoying. Whoa. I turn it on silent. And then no, I just, but to everyone else though, you I don't, don't have know. people that are leaving the chat. No, we're all in it for life. Is it the homies or is it it's just the homies? Oh, okay, yeah, so they don't know. Me is it all though. dudes? Uh, no, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything I'm with so all dudes. Offended? I had like, to ask. Come on, I like mean, who wants the opinion of all men? Like that's disgusting. I've that's seen, I've seen chats where it's all men. No, I don't and do it's, that. And the, Oh, I God. did that for a hot second, and then I was like, you know what? I can't do I this. Too much debauchery. Good. Too much. Like, it's too much one sidedness. You know? I have. Well, I do have a group chat of all women, though. Well, of course you do. You know? <laughs> we need that. <laughs> okay, we so, need that woman power. So the interwebs wants to know what's the most influential book that you have read in your life. I have three. Oh, okay. I saw that question. and Was like, why don't you ask? The most influential podcast. Pod, that but, works too. 
Maybe but that's because I couldn't come up with an answer. They didn't ask or a question. Oh, yeah. so. But uh, podcast works. First is the Bible. Word. I mean, there's lots of wisdom, and I grew up in it, you know. Okay. Of course, it's going to be influential. Catholic. I grew up Catholic, and then I converted to Christianity. Ah. I had a, um, not a book, but a poet mm. that first came to mind. I really like some E.E. E. Cummings. Okay, cool. Mm. I think just some of the his words are stunning. Super deep. All right. And I like inspirational shit, like about meditation. Yeah. That I goes really to like the, the other Dalai book that Lama. I like. uh, Anatomy of the Spirit. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. I need to read that. Mm. That's a really good one. It's about... Um, your body having all these energies mm-hmm. and how outside energies affects your body and mm. affects your health mm-hmm. and relationships and all that kind of stuff. It's really interesting. I'm on that It vibe. actually helped me a lot. Can I borrow it? Yeah. Great. Thanks. And then my <laughs> other one was Miles Davis autobiography. Really? Mm. Yeah. Mm, okay. That got me super into jazz. Wow. All right. Yeah. I read that book. I'm just thinking about all the crazy shit. Yeah, that's that was why it. I liked I'm it. Like, I was like, ooh, this is like a novella. Crazy. Did that just come yeah. out? No. no. It's been out. Oh, like sorry. 1991 wow. it yes. came out. I read, that. <laughs> I read that a long time. I read it in high school yeah. or something. You know? And I read Malcolm X's too. I'm now yeah. I'm just listing that's, all my that's favorite. A great, that's yeah. a great book, yeah. Yeah, that's a great. That book. definitely influenced me a lot too. You got another one that you you done with EE. I feel like I I like to read a lot of novels before bed. It's like mm-hmm. my jam. I was trying to think about like childhood. Um, I mean, kill like, a mockingbird, a wrinkle in time. Okay. I was not on the Harry Potter vibe. Oh, I read the Harry. I didn't Potter even read one. <laughs> but um, I feel like I. The books that are going to be most influential to me, I haven't read yet. Uh, I got a whole list. I'll send it to, to you. Mm. I'll yeah. send it to you. you can Great. Read, I want to get that Thanks, book Darian. list too. I'll send it to you. Yeah. I'm a crazy book person. I'll collect them and then read them and stuff. Get mm. smart, you know? The thing about co- <laughs> That's how you get smart. That's it how is. you get smart. You read- Kanye, read a book. <laughs> I don't know if that will work. Uh. Um, the thing about books in New York City, uh, do you have a library card? No. You buy them. Oh, uh, yeah. Amazon. They're just, okay, shout out Amazon. Yeah. But they're heavy and they take up space. I know. I have this thing too with books. I'm like, I want to I love a physical book. Everywhere. I do too. I like, su- I like having a summer book or several yeah. summer books. Yeah. But also, like, you could just download it on your phone. Or I, your I don't read like books on my yeah. phone. I want the Kindle, real thing. Your Kindle or something. Nah. I want the real thing. We're 80s babies up in here, dog. You know I, I mean? want to hold the book. I want to. I want to smell it. Yeah. Those library. A friend books. of mine just just wrote a book that I have to read. I bought it. It's. Uh, you know who Simeon Marsalis is? Of course. Yes, I know Simeon. Just saw him the other day. Do you Do you have his book? I haven't bought his book yet. What's the name of it? It's I heard it was called good. "As Lie Damn. Is to Grin." Yeah, Simeon Marsalis. Simeon Marcellus, A Lie Is to Grin. Y'all go out and buy this one. This one's dope. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could read this tonight. Did you read it? I haven't read it yet. Oh. I'll read it. After I will. Read yeah, it. I just saw him. I'm, I'm gonna order that on Amazon. You know what? I'll probably even post a, a link to his book in the in the description. You should um, do a podcast man. with him. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I'll hit him up. Let's see if he's down. I'll hit him up. Promote the book. I got a few more questions for y'all. But, you yeah. know, I do want to 
kind of get you guys to give the young women in the world a word of advice about anything in life that you think if they were your daughter and they were about to go to college, what would, what would the last thing you would say to them as they enter the world into womanhood? Oh, Wrap it up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually a good that's piece a very of good advice. One. That's a very good one. You know, that's that why I'm 33 with no kids. Stay away from man. the dirty dick. <laughs> Wrapping it up works. <laughs> Wrapping it up works. No, I'm just kidding. If you it's always I mean, it's true, be safe. Yeah, well, I'm, gonna be safe. I'm mm-hmm. with that. I be, that's a good point because I think sexual education in America, especially in the black community or Afro mm-hmm. community, it, it sucks. It totally like, sucks. You know, like my mom and dad never said, my, my dad said one thing to me one time in a barbershop. My mom never really said nothing. My parents to me. didn't tell me anything about sex education, yeah. period. It was my dad, mostly. Uh, really? That's yeah, good. Like, I'm going to just get real with my kids. Like, look, come here, man. Let me you sit you down. You have to. Like, this is what it is. This is what it ain't. All right? Right. Because, like, just yeah. a, trying to figure out how a how vagina works for a young boy, it takes you so long because, like... <laughs> do you have it figured out, Darian? Hopefully by now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're all different, but damn, like... Like you just don't know. Like you just you're just doing dumb shit, you know. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. the girl doesn't know either. So you're just both in there. And they are dumb. all different. Yeah. And so you know, someone should Messy. talk to you about it. I think know? adults feel uncomfortable about it. Yeah, yeah. I feel uncomfortable talking you know? about sex. Let's really let's, a kid. Like I'm that's cool sound that's weird. But I'm cool. With feel it. comfortable. Good. I'm like yo. You listen, should we educate. need people like you. you should educate. And I need to learn how to educate. Just tell the yeah. truth. Like, yo, this but is, I don't have any kids. So because like what happens right when you're young, you're just like, oh, it's like you've got these feelings and shit. And then you don't know. We didn't really have an internet like Hormones. That, you know? Know. Yeah. Now so, it's bad. Now there's so much access. Yeah. Like now you can just Google it. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. But back then, what we is a penis? Right. And what is a vagina? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, wow. Like, you know, anyway. My yeah. sister uh, just finished uh service with the Peace Corps in Nicaragua and she did sex ed. Oh, cool. And that's especially important in a culture that, I mean, and education on pregnancy and women's rights and Mm -hmm. gender issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a culture that's very machismo. Yeah, 100%. Keep it safe. So that's a good one. Well, actually, I do have a real one. Okay, you got it. (laughs) Well, that was a real one. Go ahead. (laughs) That was a real one. Give us another real one. Um, Find a, a good, solid, intelligent group of Female friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how I survived college. Yep. And now. That will that will support each other and yeah. support you. I think we're raised as women to be against each other and to be in competition with mm-hmm. each other and to look out for yourself, for yourself, but maybe not treat other women so great. And we need to teach our young ladies, yeah. our girls, how to be on each other's on each other's side, yeah. And support each other. Mm-hmm. That's worse than when women are against each other, it's worse yeah. than, than men being against you. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. So that's it. That's good. So, yeah, th- I mean, there's so much more to say. But What's I yours, Allie? I think the whole find your circle of women that will empower you. I mean, I grew up with three sisters, so I had that growing up, which is incredible, and my mom is a feminist, and I feel good every time I leave a hang with a group of women. I just feel so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I think that's really, yeah, really There's important. a lot of love that's there that you can't get. Yeah, and I think also to... Your male friends, right. I think. Yeah, I think so. And um, I think trusting yourself. Mm. I guess that's been a theme that we've been talking that's about. But, trust yourself. But trusting yourself yeah. and um, don't let anyone tell you who you are. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I don't have no advice, you know, do your thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I would, I do have a word of advice for young women because if you had a daughter, if I had a daughter, I would tell her this to trust yourself and never listen to anything that a man below the age of 30 says, because it's, it's all a lie. My dad would agree Uh, with that. Yeah. Because it just, it is just, (laughs) it is all a lie. But all men, actually, not just yeah, not, not just, just the age thing. Because there's some really older I mean, men that really, they're still on they it. don't know either. I'm gonna say give him a bit. If after he hits thirty, he might hit. Like my dad even told me, he's like, when you turn thirty, your brain's gonna turn on. But until then, you dumb. And I was like, you know, <laughs> that's great advice. <laughs> okay, dad. <laughs> but really, I no, think young I, dudes, yeah. their brains, especially college age, like that's just stupid. Like don't yeah. whatever. Like none of that Real matter. Stupid. He doesn't probably. Ugh, he doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. So just, I love that that reaction. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, it's because I was one. I remember me at twenty. That's what my dad would always say to me. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> twenty. Yeah, I was but like, I I think that what my dad did was he was so concerned about the boys mm-hmm. and the guys. He um, was really strict about like no makeup mm-hmm. and not wearing anything that was the the least bit revealing. And I feel like. Why do I have to change? Like, I know he was looking out, but it should be, you know, and that's like kind of the bigger picture. And he would have to take it on himself to, to care and to say, all right, we need to educate Mm -hmm. the boys about this. And I know he was just trying to protect me, but like he was doing that by saying, okay, you have to change. Right, 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 right. And of course, like I can't go to school with like my belly button showing and like once I had boobs, my boobs out and my bra showing and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. There's Mm -hmm. an appropriate way to dress when you're going to school or going to work. But Mm -hmm. why do we have to be the ones to change because a man can't control himself? himself. Yeah. Control yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do better. The funny thing about that is, dude, at that age, everything Right. Fires. Right. Your signals. At that age. It's like tolls. Oh! But for like, women too. For you know, for for right. young women too. Yeah. I mean, I remember We being, control ourselves. Yeah. I mean, is it like I wonder if it's I don't know this, scientifically proven that like the hormonal, men's ho- hormones are crazier than women's. At no, I women, think it's just more socially things. acceptable for a, a young boy to be aggressive, you know. Versus right. like I I mean And if a girl was aggressive, like, well, yeah. she's a slut. Right, you know exactly. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I come across aggressive women all the time, like old ones too. <laughs> <laughs> the cougars. Yeah, you'd be like, "How old are you?" I got cougar girls. Oh. You'd be like, "Okay." No. I have a tendency uh, to be aggressive. Yeah, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. Well, I think you should go for what you want, but first, like, listen. Let's back up. <laughs> young, <laughs> young girls, listen to them. <laughs> they gave some good don't. advice. <laughs> don't. You know. Learn, know you, yourself. I digress. And, yes, sorry. You know, all of that. Okay, this is the last question, and I ask everyone who comes on the podcast this question, and it is, what are the three things that you are most thankful for? Do you want to go first? family, my friends, and the third one's really hard because 
those two are just my entire Everything. life. Everything. I guess the principles that my parents have instilled in me. I don't know if that's does that make sense? I don't know. That makes sense. You're thankful for your upbringing and yeah. the lessons your parents have taught you. Made you who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Those are good. I would say my family and not just the family that's my blood, but like the people around me that I consider my family. Um, I'm so thankful for every day. I'm thankful for my legs and my body uh, that I can do the things that I do and run the marathons and eat the things and do the workouts. Like every time I go out for a run, especially since I have had an injury and couldn't do it, I am grateful. Like I'm grateful I can walk down the street pain free. Mm -hmm. I think we take those things for granted. Breathing. Yeah. Like it takes your body a lot to breathe even. Mm -hmm. And the fact Mm -hmm. that we can sit here and just do it. No problem is I'm amazing. thankful for my ancestors. There you go. See, now you're on five. See? I know. See how it works? And my third one, uni. <laughs> Sorry. No, I take back the I take back my upbringing. I want to say ancestors. Okay, um. go. Um, my third one. <laughs> But you know, your parents, you just dissed your parents and what they they raised you. No, I Did- said my family first, so that oh. they're included in that. Oh, okay. And the lessons. Okay. I was trying to give y'all an opportunity to plug your podcast, but you know what? Don't worry about it, man. No, I'm just joking. You can put it in the notes now. No, no. <laughs> but I want them, I want the people to know where they can find you. If you have a hashtag, if you have a website, Facebook, Instagram, we already know you don't have Twitters. We don't, we have, don't Twitters. have the Twitters. Right we, now we're using, we're so new right now. So we're just using our own personal Instagrams to promote. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your Instagram, Uni? Unimo. Y-U-N-I-E-M-O. And my, my Instagram handle. is at Ali Magistrali. I'll spell that out quickly because it's a long last name. A-L-I-M-A-G-I-S-T-R-A-L-I. Whew. That's dope. So they can find you then. Do you guys have a hashtag? We ha- just We hashtag- got this for Dewey. Mm-hmm. Hashtag we, we got this or do we. Yeah. yeah. And then you could just find us on the Apple podcast the podcast thing and then make sure you also it's very important that when you listen to a podcast you rate it and review it so that it can go up in the algorithms oh yeah that's how people will find us right? that's how people yeah, find you yeah right now we're all just the podcasters say that a regular yeah. old newbie cast it's a newbie cast but it's good subscribe it, like subscribe like and uh you know rate review rate, review yeah. all of that and we'll be on spotify soon after four episodes. <laughs> okay. Because you can't post until uh, you have like four or five uh, episodes. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm it. on Spotify. I can't remember. I, I applied to be there whenever. Oh, a yeah. Couple weeks so ago. Elite. Yeah. So Gosh. iHeartRadio, too. You guys should check that one out. Okay. iHeartRadio yeah. has podcasts? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got this or do we? Wednesdays, we come out with new episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday, what time? In the morning. First thing okay. in the morning. First thing in the morning. 7 a.m. You're driving to work. You can listen to We Got This mm-hmm. or, or Do We. <laughs> I don't exactly think they got like it, but that. y'all got to listen to it to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. you know? Damn. Cold-blooded. <laughs> Darian hates oh, our podcast. Man, I'm just joking. No, I like it. It's really good. So y'all check it out. 
And uh, yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Thank y'all for coming. Thanks, we had a good time. Yeah. You know, talked about a lot of real shit. I know, right? Hopefully I don't sound stupid. No, nah, you sound good. <laughs> so yeah. So today we learned uh, wrap that Jimmy up. And uh, I'll see y'all next time. <laughs> 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 I'll see y'all next time. Peace. Bye. If you like what you heard, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. And also don't forget to leave us a review. The Working Artist Project is brought to you by Second Line Arts Collective. I'm Darian Douglas, and this is The Working Artist Project.